Welcome back, everyone, to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I am Caleb, and with me, as always, is Craig. And we are here to bring you Michigan football each and every week. We're here to connect uh, Michigan fans across the country, even across the world sometimes, with uh, Michigan co- football conversation. Feel free to find us on Twitter at Blue Bros underscore Caleb or at Blue Bros underscore Craig. You can email us. Or you can call our voicemail, which is 551-258-3276. That's 551-BLUE-BRO. So actually, uh, we were kind of talking here uh, right before we started recording, and Craig informed me that he is actually going to be taking a little trip here in a couple weeks, but we think we may have determined that we're going to be able to still do the show with both of us on board. Isn't that right? Yeah, hopefully. If I don't, like, have sand in my ears or I have a really bad sunburn, you know, Michigan, you know, Michigan people, when we travel down for vacation, we really sad time. We somehow don't put sunblock on, so. So you get, like, sunburn every time you go out? You know what? I Seriously, Caleb, I go down there, and I'm, like, set. Every year I go, I'm not going to burn. I get the high, like, 75 UV protection and i always burn yeah yeah because i like yeah. to go on long walks like like for like miles oh. on the beach just walk long miles well when you're doing that your feet when it hits the water or anything sand the sunblock comes off and then i end up burning my feet really your feet that's that's kind of a yeah. weird one i usually am not yeah. too bad i mean i've had a couple instances where i got toasted pretty pretty bad one time was in miami but uh but yeah, actually, I'll be going to Florida because you're going to Florida. I'm going to Florida in May. That's going to be a little bit more tricky for us to do the show because that means I actually have to lug all my stuff all the way down there. For you, you just have to call in, but we should be able to manage. We should be able to get it done. And actually, uh, Craig is going to be hanging down in the area, general vicinity of Sarasota, and uh, that's back where I went to school. and. Craig asked me why I ever quit and came back, and I sometimes regret decisions I made in my life. <laughs> that might be one, dude. <laughs> yeah. Life would definitely be a lot different if I um, if I didn't come back from that one. I spent a semester down there at the Ringling College of Art and Design, as it's called now, and came back, and I did it for the money. Yeah, it I guess for the so. money. Man, that was because that was expensive, and that was really the only reason to come back. But yeah, I, I mean, we go to Sarasota once in a while because they're really good places to eat. I'm sure you've been there. They're really some great restaurants along that little strip there. So I liked it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Sarasota is good. I mean, every place has its good and bad things. I guess a little side story I'll do. I, I mean, gosh, there were so, plenty of stories with that one, but we were. Uh, Oh, man. The school is situated in a very interesting place because it's right off a highway. Anybody who's interested in going to the school is probably not going to be interested in the story because it's not going to paint in a very good light. The school's great, but it's right off the highway, and then there's a main road that goes through the the campus that then goes across, oh, what is it? It's a bayou or a canal or something right there. And then on the opposite side of that is the projects, basically. No idea how the school landed where it was, but that's where it was. So there would be interesting individuals that would walk up and down the street 
Um, some of them being prostitutes and things like that actually were, okay. sto- were stories that I heard. But the most interesting experience I had was one night on the weekend, we were walking around campus and we were walking down the road by the gas station that was there on the corner of the highway and we heard gunshots. Uh, oh, wow. A ways away, but gunshots, you know. So we duck into the gas station and we're just like, because it was the first time that me and my friends had heard anything like that. And I think it was the only, t- only time it happened while we were there. And the gas uh, station attendant asked us what was going on, and we told him, and he's just like, ah, I know scared. I know scared. I have semi-automatic. I'm like, oh, all right, cool, great, man. Well, you can be my best friend now. Yeah, nice. That's awesome, man. So if you, yeah. uh, if you go to Florida, you can feel safe in the gas stations, apparently. Yeah, go say hi to that guy with the semi-automatic. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there's your new uh, tidbit tip for for now. And isn't for it? Now. Isn't isn't that school like downtown Sarasota? Like, you got all these businesses, and then all of a sudden you can see like. It's because I saw it. I, I we went by. We were kind of trying to find the restaurants, and we we're roaming around downtown, and then I saw it, and I went, "Oh, look, there's." Yeah, there's um, the yeah. It was uh, it's kind of spread out. There's the museum, and then there's the school, and I think there's like a maybe an administrative building somewhere. So it's kind of okay. all throughout. I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say it's in the heart of downtown, but like I said, there's that highway right there. So depending yeah. which way you're coming in and out, you, you'll see it. So it was great. I mean, if it was cheaper, I would have been there. But gosh, man, that I would have been paying that thing off for I don't even know how long, but. Anyways, yeah. on, on a happier thoughts than realizing that I missed out on the opportunity of staying in Florida. But then if that happened, like I said, we wouldn't have the Blue Brothers sportscast. So all things turn for better with time. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk this week and we're actually going to just discuss some uh, notes and some takeaways from the spring practice down in Florida. Just some things that we've heard with some players and different things like that. Uh, Craig, I'll actually let you go ahead and start with uh, some of your thoughts, some of the things you heard. Um, obviously, this was kind of a little bit different because this isn't like the spring game where you can, we can watch the whole thing, but there was some video. There was a lot of interesting takeaways from a bunch of different people down there. So it was kind of some homework to sit there and read through some people's information. But Craig, uh, some of your initial thoughts or some of the things that you heard that came out of Florida last week. Well, I heard that they, you know, they had a pretty good practice. Uh, I heard the offense was a little bit, I think, just probably because of the shaking off some of the nerves. But I heard the offense was kind of uh, wasn't doing very well, or just kind of blah. They weren't great, but um, I thought they ran. I guess Harbaugh was getting really on them because of the very fact there was a lot of drop balls. Oh so. yeah. A lot of receivers are dropping the balls, and I guess you could hear uh, Jim Harbaugh screaming quite a bit. <laughs> catch the damn, catch the damn ball a hundred times, and I don't care if the sun's in your eyes. <laughs> and, nice. I did not hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was uh, he was he was screaming quite a bit about that, which makes sense. But um, receivers, well, Ch- uh, Chesson wasn't there, so you can't really blame him because I think Darbo, and that was about it, and then. You had a few of the other guys, but um, 
you know, interesting to see who's going to be starting, like maybe in that fourth, fifth receiver. Amar Mitchell, I heard, was out there in the first and second team rep reps, so he was out there. And he's big and athletic. He needs to catch the ball. He doesn't have very great hands yet, but he will. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that's a uh, wide receiver I heard good things about. So Yeah, yeah, um, he's got great size. I think I'm going to have a hard time trying to fit him in where he's going to fit because um, – We'll see where he goes. I I actually heard, uh, man, I, th- I heard the quarterback thing is going to be interesting, but I still think the corn's still going to win out on this. I heard he's very consistent, which is great. But I heard Shane Morris did some pretty good things down at the at the game or right. the practice. He actually he had some. He has a great arm. He had a couple passes I heard that were just a dime right in the hands and double coverage, which was great. And then he had a couple that were picked off or up, you know, so he did all right. Um, one of the things I think the Wolverine fans can take away from this is our tight end situation is going to be unreal. I heard it's absolutely crazy good. That's how good they are. Yeah. So, and that's where you're going to get the three. I think we, I was talking about the live pop, last podcast about the three tight end sets that I think Jim Harbaugh is going to run because we're going to have, Butt, you're going to have AJ Williams. You're going to have uh, uh, McKeon. You're going to have all kinds of guys running that and they're doing really, really well. So, and bunting, he's another yeah. one. So. Yeah. I was going to say, I heard some good things about bunting. Um, yeah. Definitely not on the same levels as Jake, Butt, obviously because Jake butts, um, could have gone and been drafted in the NFL this year. But, yeah, I heard good things about bunting. So uh, tight ends definitely one of the stronger groups that we've got. But I heard some of the same things that you did um, and read up on the quarterback situation. Um, I didn't hear as much about Morris. I mean, I did hear some more positive things than negative. um, But still got that feeling out there, and you kind of uh, were stating that yourself as well about uh, or. O'Corn being at the forefront for the quarterback position, but I heard a lot of people talking up Brandon Peters a lot, saying that yeah, he's. I heard that too. He's got. He looks really good for where he's at in the game. So I don't. Man, personally, since O'Corn's already been there and everything, I find it hard to think that Peters could take that from O'Corn. But I mean. I don't know. People saw it, were able to watch it, and I wasn't. So uh, it'll be really interesting to see the spring game, that's for sure. But then as things progress, I mean, as we've discussed, this is all competition. I mean, you're – I mean, I, I feel like maybe during the season your job might be kind of safe, but, I mean, you can't be too relaxed at all because if you're not working and playing at, continually playing at a high level, they're going to put the best player on the field every time. So it'll be interesting to see that one pan out. Yeah, I will. And, um, well, let's put it this way. If a corn wins it, I mean, it seems to me that we have a solid quarterback depth. I mean, so we're not really saying, oh, you know, Rudock goes down and Spate's the next guy and, oh, no, we need Rudock to play. Um, obviously, a few times, pretty much you knew and I knew, like, there should have been a couple times that Rudock should have never came back for the rest of the season after some of those hits. Yeah, but he did, and that's how tough he was. But uh, I mean, I heard we got a good group of guys that any quarterback can actually go in there and do pretty nice if somebody gets hurt. But I, 
I agree with you. I think Corn's going to be the guy who's actually going to ultimately win out. I don't think Shane Morris will. I think he'll he'll be the backup. I think yeah. he will. I think I think they might redshirt Peters just because they can. But yeah, like you said, I the last person, I, the last quarterback I remember actually coming in from day one on a freshman was uh, Henny. I think he came in and started right away. Um, I don't think they redshirted him at all. Uh, so I expect that too. Yeah, like you were saying. Yeah, for sure. I. Just echoing what you said, Craig, about uh, Morris most likely being the backup and uh, O'Corn starting and the possibility of uh, Peters being redshirted. I see that, too. I mean, I feel like we're more comfortable than we were last year um, when Spate was the backup. I mean, I think Spate was good and everything, but just the system's been in place. Players have been there for a while. Morris has been under Harbaugh for a year. Well, both Morris and O'Corn have been under Harbaugh for a year. So, I mean, if we're looking at any of those games that aren't the top tier games, if something happens and you have to put in a backup, I feel pretty comfortable that we'll be okay. I mean, like Spate, if you had to put Spate in a game other than Minnesota, I mean, there there were probably easily a handful that I feel that he would have been comfortable with, but um, there were definitely some situations, some games where it's just like if you put Spade in, I don't I don't know if he'd be able to do the job. So this year is definitely no. looking better than last year. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I agree. And I heard that. Uh, I mean, the big news is obviously you know we can go dive into this a little bit deeper. Is um, is uh, where do we put Peppers? And it really starting to look like what I'm reading, what I'm observing and seeing, um, I did a lot of homework on this, was it looks like it, um, Peppers is probably going to be all over the field, yeah. you know, maybe a little bit at corner, a little bit at the secondary position, uh, covering some of the um, slot guys. But it looks like, to me, he's going to be at the linebacker position. I, it just it automatically looks like he is because I heard he's really good at the middle linebacker where he's going to just be sitting in that box and rushing the passer and getting to the, getting to the quarterback. And I heard he's pretty intense and, do, and, and crazy good. So, so whatever they see in him, I thought maybe he didn't have the size to do it, but it looks like he's really doing well. Well, we knew he would do well wherever he's at, but you know, I was a little bit worried about moving him from the secondary over to that position, but you know, Harbaugh is just pretty needed. So, yeah. Well, um, it was actually brought up kind of in some Twitter conversation. Um, Drew Drew Blue or at Drew Hostfire seventy two joined in conversation. We were talking, and we uh, he mentioned and something that everybody kind of has to think about is that his only worry about peppers is his size at linebacker and taking some big hits, uh, should be worried about shoulder and knee issues. Yeah. So it's, I mean, that that's going to be a concern almost wherever you put him with how much that he's going to be playing and everything. So, um, that's going to obviously be something that they're going to watch. And I think they did a decent job with that this year. Don Brown seems to be, uh, great hire, and I think he's going to do a great yeah. job with placing Peppers in the right spot. 
um, and utilizing him to the, his best capability. I'm excited about it. Like I said, I think he's going to do a ton of stuff on both offense and defense. Uh, he just... Uh, I don't know if I would come out and say like he seems like he could be the heart and soul of this team, but he is he's already a leader, and so I'm just excited to see him go to the next level. And people have already mentioned Heisman, uh, possible Heisman candidate. So I'm not doubting that, but I'm not necessarily jumping on board with that yet, um, because uh, gosh, you're talking about. Uh, national trophy there for the Heisman and just so many different players every year. But yeah, he's he's going to be definitely one of the biggest Big Ten players, that's for sure. No, it's, and it's probably a good place to put him, too. You know, it's a, you know, maybe we got some guys that are linebacker position that just, you know, how we had Desmond Morgan, what I thought, you know, he had good days, he had uh, I mean, good games, bad games, and I just thought he looked slow and couldn't tackle very well, but, um, um, but to put him there makes sense just in case, you know, we don't want guys breaking into that secondary or that second level and breaking tackles. So um, we'll see how he does there. Um, I know they got Devin Bush Jr. and uh, Carlos Kemp. I heard was working at, uh, at the at the Sam linebacker position. So we'll see how they do or they did pretty well. Um, each one of them have um, – good things about them obviously their instinct is really good but then they have some things about them that they need to work on um that are just um you know just uh, something that they just need to work on like the fundamentals you know that you know pushing and pushing off and be able to tackle better so but that will come in time but you know i, I have full faith that uh brown's gonna work on with them on that um but one of the things I think we need to talk about is our secondary is going to be really good because I heard Stribling was doing great. Yeah, I and, was. I actually have him on my list to talk about. Yeah. So. Yeah. He, and uh, I mean, you get Jordan Lewis, and then you got you, you got Stribling over on the other side. I mean, that's a pretty good shutdown corners right there. The way he's playing, you get him going. I mean he's already ahead of Jeremy Clark and something happens to him. You put Jeremy Clark there. He's fine, but uh, Stribling seems to be the man. He's doing really, really well at camp. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. They, they were watching him closely and uh, they were just kind of see how he progress and things would go. And uh, all I heard was good news with Stribling um, backing up a little bit when you were talking about Devin Bush Jr. He's one of the guys that I heard um, people talk about with his possibility to start in the fall. Uh, I know mm -hmm. that there's a yeah. lot of question around everybody. I mean, you know, Kareem Walker, different players and everything like that. Um, but it seems like Devin Bush Jr. is, I wouldn't say the most likely. Well, of course, we have Rashawn Gary as well. Uh, that will be coming eventually. But who was at practice? Devin Bush um seems like he might be the most one of the most likely to start in the fall so that's good information to hear yeah and then you had um gideon did really well my gideon at uh at linebacker he's gonna he played really really good all week so he's gonna do well um which we need we're gonna need some of these linebackers to step up and do great so that's that's some good stuff to hear so um and 
We'll see, you know, on, on that role, because that's where I'm still up in the air where I don't know where he's going to place people. Cause I think that's the biggest question mark everyone has is coming to this camp is where this linebacking core is going to work and who's going where and how they're going to use peppers. When I heard he's going to linebacker, I was like, is he, are they putting him there because we just don't have anybody? <laughs> well, or, I th- I, yeah. Or go ahead. Or, you know, was it just because he's the best at every most of positions available, but, um, or use him where he can? I think yeah. it's a good spot for a leader to put him in no, the linebacker position. Spot, yeah. But then also, I think because he was doing secondary and stuff like that, I think the secondary is so, so well set and going to have s- such yeah. good players there that they feel comfortable moving him to the linebacker position. Um, so it's kind of like a combination of everything where it's just like linebacker, the linebacking uh, players suffered last year. So it's a point of emphasis this year. Secondary should be set. And also it's, um, it's just a good place to put a leader. And I think that he's going to be one of those players that has good sense and can read plays really well that he'll be able to jump on running plays or back off if it's a passing play and maybe jump on some passes. Yeah. So I feel, I feel pretty good about that. I feel more comfortable with the uh, defense than I do the offense. Not saying like I feel bad or, or uncomfortable with the offense, but I mean, obviously, you know, we've talked about hoping to see the running backs uh, tape, take a step up. Uh, of course there's question around uh, quarterback because we just haven't seen the, production yet i feel really good with the wide receivers and everybody's talking well about the tight ends so um offensive line feel pretty good about i mean we'll see how it progresses and everything um but yeah it's since you kind of going way back here but talking about how chesson wasn't in um isn't wasn't in for the practice and everything being hurt i heard that darbo was kind of like the guy in practice and then there was Um, all the other players, except for uh, other things, heard well about uh, Mir Mitchell. So, but who was um, isn't it Grant Perry? Um, yeah. Yep. So I you're look. I feel like you're looking at Chesson Darbo, Perry, um, Amir, and Drake Harris. Yeah. Yeah, Drake Harris and Amir Mitchell. If he uh, continues on the way that he's going. A player, actually, I forgot to even put his name in here, but I heard really good things about Ty Isaac, actually. Yeah, I heard that, too. I read some stuff on him, and looks like we're going to have a look, folks. We're going to be kind of similar. We're going to have a three three horses going. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the way it's looking. I mean, we're going to be, have Devion Smith, Drake Johnson, and Ty Isaac. And I heard Ty Isaac lost about 15 pounds. Already slimming up and doing really, really well. So, but um, you know how Harbaugh has a trust issue with people. So, we'll see if he's out of the doghouse. But if that guy can get going, he will do great because he has the most elusive speed or the most elusive moves than any of them, and the and the body and the legs like uh, Devion Smith does. Um, I like Drake Johnson. He has the more vision, but as far as smoothness and the way he's running through the holes, Ty Isaac is hands down better than them, but he's just got to mentally get his head on. I mean, yeah. if he can do that, he'd be great. Yeah. If, if Ty Isaac could play at his top level more consistently, I would rate it as Ty Isaac, Davion Smith, then probably coming out of it. Um, 
Kareem Walker could step up into the yeah. next position maybe. Um, but yeah. right now it's kind of like Davion Smith, Ty Isaac uh, fighting there at the top for that position. Yeah, it's um, he just yeah. He, I think he'd do really good, but um, uh, I heard Mason Cole's doing pretty well. He's not going to be like a Glasgow, but you know Mason Cole's doing really well. Really well, he'll be pretty much no doubt at the center, um, playing the center. So we'll see how, how that goes. But uh, I think our offensive line is going to do pretty well. Um, but like you said, you know the whole who we're going to use for running backs, who's going to be? I think. It's pretty much going to be Devion Smith from the beginning, and then you're going to have the other guys in there too. So it's just the way it is. Yep, yep, yep. So, well, um, something else that happened last week, as many know, uh, was Har- Harbaugh tweeting at his uh, Rocky Top colleague and everything that went down with that. And one thing kind of that I want to make sure to mention yeah. – because, like we've said, we want this to be um, Michigan football fans interacting and connecting and talking about Michigan football. Um, so I was able to get a little conversation. I was talking about it, and somebody had said something about Coach Harbaugh, all all of these um, reactions, and I don't know if they use the word antics or anything, are really entertaining, but it's going to really come down to being productive uh, at it. And they weren't say, suggesting that I wasn't going to, but just reiterating that, you know, you need to make sure that your team does well also. But I kind of just stated that I didn't feel like Jim Harbaugh's ever been going out there and saying we're better than anybody else. He's just basically been defending his own. And, um, uh, somebody joined in the conversation on Twitter uh, at Big Zamo seventy eight. Um, jumped in and was I, I asked him because he had mentioned something about it, and I was just like, "Are you taking this?" Because I wanted somebody else's opinion. It's just like, do you believe that Jim is purposely out there just trash talking, or is he taking it more as a uh, the side of being defensive and showing that he won't take crap from anybody? And uh, he had a really interesting reaction to it because he said i think he is constantly drawing his line in the sand and daring everyone to try and step across it and he finishes it off by saying he loves the juice (laughs) which is pretty funny which i understand what he's saying but every time i hear he loves the juice i think bring the juice and ohio has their own yeah yeah i know we we, we know branding and so we've heard ohio stuff like that but i thought that was cool i thought that was that was a cool way to uh talk about that so that was uh i think you would say zamora z-a-m-o-r-a and that was at big zamo 78 so appreciate the conversation going on there harbaugh's always in the news man well i mean they got a point i get what they're saying uh, but i think of a lot of it has to do with you know maybe just jim Harbaugh reacting back to someone who's getting on him. I mean, I, I don't believe he just actively seeks out tweeting people that he don't like. There's no way. Everything, if you look at it, everything was always negative press. Everything seems to be him kind of shaking his head going, man, I can't even do this without you guys going nuts. Yeah. And him, I think there might be a level of him enjoying it, sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, to say he doesn't, I would go, if he didn't enjoy it, he wouldn't say anything. 
But yeah. for him to tweet back that he actually goes, man, I can do anything. And you you guys, one, report it, and these, these coaches are going bonkers because he can't do anything without – and then he'll do a little jab back that will just make him furious. Oh, yeah. And he's always reacting. I, I don't – he's yeah. – if I recall correctly, and I don't want to – say that i know for sure because he's been so active on twitter but he he always seems to be reacting not the aggressor you know right even though it's reaction to something that he's doing like for instance having practice in florida but then they say something and he just talks about asks people if they find whining attractive or however so yeah, I mean, it's it's fun, it's entertaining, uh, as we even said last time, and as people say all the time, you know, Jim Harbaugh is the most interesting man in college football. I mean, he's changing people over all the time to being fans of his. I heard some interesting things from play, uh, people that went to the practice in Florida, and they just, uh, I don't know if I would necessarily say seeing is believing, but, you know, I mean, Jim is just all about football, and he's serious, and it's yeah. hard not to respect him for his intensity and his passion about the game. I mean, like, is he odd? Is he unusual? Yeah, sure. But, I mean, he's already gotten results and things are looking good for the future. So we'll see how that pans out. Yeah. But uh, talking about Jim Harbaugh, something interesting that I saw somebody put out there, and I really need to get better with this, um, but I forgot to write it down when I saw it. But somebody pointed out on Twitter that Jim Harbaugh is actually going to be facing against five first-year coaches next year. Um, okay. Because he's going to be playing um, – Hawaii has a new coach. Rutgers has a new coach. Maryland has a new coach. Illinois has a new coach. New coach. I yep. can't think of the fifth one, though. Um, but there's a uh. – Minis- uh, No, would they count? I don't know. There's a fifth one. Forgive me, like I said, I didn't write this down, and I just kind of yeah. remembered it for conversation. But I thought that was kind of well, interesting. I heard, yeah, that's very interesting. And I heard Lovey Smith is one of the contenders yeah. to the Illinois coach. So I went, "Wow, that's really interesting." Well, it, it got final. It was official today. Oh, okay. Well, there so you go. He yeah, signed it. Old news on that. Okay. Yeah. So that was breaking news. Um, but no, not really. Um, <laughs> but no, that was interesting too. Like when I heard the rumors about that, I thought that was great. I mean, I. I even said before that I feel like if I was a relatively established coach and I wanted to make the biggest impact in the Big Ten, I would go for the Illinois coaching job. You're talking about being in the West, which seems to be completely unstable right now. Yeah. And you're going up because in the East, you've got so so much going on. I mean, I feel like uh, Durkin's going to do well. I feel like Rutgers, hopefully crossing my fingers because they've been such dumpster fire, that they'll be on the rise up because the Ohio State coach went over there. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you've already got Harbaugh and Urban Meyer and D'Antonio. Um, so it's just like easily looking at the West as the best opportunity because Iowa is inconsistent. They're good. They had a good year, but... They've just shown their inconsistency. I don't think Wisconsin's going to do anything crazy amazing anytime too soon. And while Wisconsin and Nebraska always seem to be tough teams, they're also never really on a regular track of being dominant uh, year in and year out. So 
I just feel like Illinois has a lot of potential for doing stuff. And so I was so happy because I mentioned when Minnesota um, did their hire, and I'm his name is totally escaping me. But anyways, um, they they hired their coach from within. I feel yeah. felt like it was a missed opportunity because there's so much potential over there in the West. And so great, I think great move by Illinois, getting Lovey Smith, and he says that he's going to finish out there. And I don't want to dive too far off onto other stuff going on in the Big Ten right now, but I think that would be really interesting, really cool. Well, you get Northwestern, who's always going to be doing pretty well over there. Iowa, obviously, had a great year. Uh, you you got to get Wisconsin. Obviously, Wisconsin does pretty well every year. They do well. They always get to 9 to 10 wins. And then you get them back on track. And then Nebraska is probably the one that's a little bit shocked that it's off because they've been a great football with the black shirt, you know, what do they call it? The black shirts. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I think I think it's just the black shirts. So yeah. But yeah, and uh, to finish off that conversation, I saw that the athletic director at Illinois said that they're going to directly be building or not. I don't think that I think they avoided building the program, but establishing a program that will be competing for Big Ten titles and national championships. And I was just like, whoa, time out, hold on, slow down, because I did a little bit of research, and the last time that Illinois even had a winning record was 2011. And then the time before that, that Illinois even had a winning record in the Big Ten was either 2007 or 2009. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was 2007. So it's just like, dude, you need to focus on getting a winning program, winning seasons, before you start, you know, talking Big Ten titles and national championships. So, Yeah, they're, I mean, that's what they're doing. Uh, hopefully they'll move on up. So, you know, Purdue's down, Minnesota's okay. I don't, maybe the East needs to be built up because you've just got the us three and that's it. Yeah, yeah, definitely standing shoulder uh head and shoulders above the rest. So yeah. Well, um I know that we kinda got a little off subject, but I think we kind of went over most everything. Where did you have any other notes from the spring uh practice stuff in Florida to mention or No, I think, you know, the very fact is, you know, we have a good offensive line, pretty good um and the fact that um, we have a good uh, secondary is doing really, really well. So um, I tied ends. I heard Wheatley's doing really well, which is good to see. So we got, boy, we got some good tight ends that you can plug and play. So one of them goes down, got another guy. We have so many good tight ends that it's going to be, I, I see the three tight end sets that uh, Harbaugh's going to use. So and it's kind of a matchup nightmare. You get two couple six foot six seven tight ends out there and one blocking it's pretty good yeah yeah for sure that uh, we're going to be looking forward to that so um with that being said i don't really have anything else with the spring practice information but why do something that i mentioned to craig that i feel kind of foolish with overlooking is the way that the show goes during the regular season is that it's really easy for us to be searching for uh, people to get 
interacting with the show because they can give a reaction to a game or they can talk about a future game coming up and give their thoughts on predictions and things like that. But now during the off season, we're looking for fan interaction and nobody knows where we're going to be talking about week in and week out. So we're going to do our best towards the end of each episode to mention what we're going to be trying to talk about next time. And so we're going to go ahead and do a very early maybe not as early as some people, but an early predictions for 2016 for Michigan football. So we are reaching out to the Michigan fan base to call in to the voicemail, to send us stuff on Twitter, send us an email, share this information, let people know. Let's try to get a really cool conversation going on here because 2016 is going to be really exciting, but we want to mention ahead of time, what our conversation is going to be so that people can give us their thoughts, send us things, and uh, interact with the show, and we can get some interesting feedback and conversations going. So that is what we're going to be targeting next week. And I don't know, eventually maybe um, we'll be able to put something out, maybe on Twitter or something, and let people know a schedule of shows maybe coming up if we get that far in advance. But at least next week we know the direction where we're going. No, that'll be good. I that'll, that'll be interesting to see what everybody thinks. Like, because I know, like you were saying, the factor in that we play, what four to five? You're saying four to five uh, first year coaches. Yeah, five at least five. Um, mm-hmm. And then the fact is, I, I heard, and you know, I expect during the season we're going to get hit or even before that we're going to get trolled the very fact is um michigan's got what four three to four games away and that's it yeah the rest of the games are at home so yeah. uh, you know i expect those are going to be winnable games those so that's another thing you know maybe the fan base needs to factor in which is a might be a good thing for us but <laughs> You know, I see our rival saying you got a cupcake schedule. You have no away game, so I ex- fully expect so to hear some of that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. yeah, that's the thing though is that we have both Michigan State and Ohio State on the road. So, right. I mean, yeah. I, I definitely did take note of that—the fact that we have a lot more home games than away games, but our some of our away games are big ones. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, they're going to be tough. You know, the win at the horseshoe, I mean, is it possible? Of course. I mean, you know, they're Ohio State's missing key players, and obviously Michigan State's missing a lot. They're going to be breaking in a new quarterback, so we should be able to win that. Hopefully we will. I mean, but, um, yeah, it, that'll be things. Those are things that we need to factor in on the next show and hear what everybody has to say about it. Yeah, definitely, for sure. I mean, that those are things, and maybe there will be uh, things that people will bring up and discuss that we didn't think of because there's always different stuff going on. Um, and so it's always interesting to hear people's thoughts and opinions, and we want this to be a forum, a place of connectivity and a place of conversation um, because it'll be interesting. I mean, you, you hear about stuff, you get people, uh, I mean, there are all those radio shows that you can listen to and podcasts and you get great information and everything, but you know, I mean, we, we're fans ourselves too, and we're interested in having our opinions heard and hearing what other people will react to and getting thoughts out there. And so this is kind of an avenue that we're offering to everybody else to participate in. And 
right now traffic's been slow enough that whenever anybody communicates with us, we have no problem um, being able to display it on the show. But I'm hoping and anticipating that within a short period of time that the traffic's going to be uh, large enough that we're going to have um, an overflow of information. So, <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yes. Billowing out. For sure. So, so yeah, I mean, um, yeah, let people know. I mean, it's it's really easy. We're going to try to put stuff out there on Twitter uh, continually throughout the week, encouraging people to uh, call in. I think calling in is going to be one of the funnest things if we can get people to do that because I like people being able to – because me explaining what somebody says on Twitter, I mean, Twitter is limited within itself, but then me trying to re – convey what somebody's saying on twitter i feel like a voicemail somebody saying it with their own intensity or um pitch or voice and everything uh does it a thousand times better so i encourage the voicemail but any traffic any information is really gonna be interesting to hear so let us know and give us your feedback yeah and yeah like you said it doesn't account for tone so everybody's you know, passionate, and we want passionate voices. So we, it, sometimes we have a hard time understanding whether someone's got a passionate voice because it might seem like it on Twitter, or they don't, and we don't know. But yeah, that'd be, that'd be encouraging to hear people's voices when they talk. So, and some of the, like you were saying, Caleb, is it's actually great to hear some of our fan base that we talk to regularly on Twitter to hear what they actually they hear our voices. But yeah. to actually hear what they are, you know, for been talking to them for quite a while is pretty cool. Oh yeah, yes, definitely. And uh, feel free to uh, get get into and uh, spice it up with some flair. Get some <laughs> woo going in there. So yeah, uh, we're we're interested to see. And uh, I mean, 2016. I'm feeling good. I, I don't want to kind of like jump into the conversation because I could easily get talking about some of my thoughts and everything. But, yeah, 2016, a lot of things looking good. So what do the fans think? Yep. But, so, yeah, yep. so good uh, good episode just talking about some of the information that was shared about the uh, spring practice down there in Florida. Um, and we will be talking about 2006, uh, preview of 2016 next week. And we next week we will hopefully be ready and explain to you what our next episode will topic will be. But uh, we always appreciate you guys listening in, Michigan fan base all over the place, tuning in from all over the country, and we've had it even out of the country before. So you can actually um, follow us on Twitter at Blue Bros underscore in our names. So that's at Blue Bros underscore Caleb or underscore Craig. You can email us at bluebrotherssportscast at gmail.com. Also, call the voicemail. Uh, like I said, I think that's the best way to have your voice heard here on the show. That's 551-258-3276 or 551-BLUE-BRO, B-L-U-E-B-R-O. Um, it's been another good week, Michigan. Gosh, the weather's actually looking pretty good, too. Yeah, Finally. how about that? I know. I mean, that's, this is great. Yeah, starting to feel like spring break, man. <laughs> I know, I know. This is going to be a good week, so. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, actually, we 
are kind of under a time constraint this time because I have something I want to do here. Oh, no, I lost you. You still there? Yep. Oh, weird. Okay, checking on the time. Oh, man, it is 11.57. Trying to get done here at midnight, man. Well, uh, you know, I got two minutes to go on my uh, game. Oh, it hasn't downloaded yet? No, two minutes. Okay, hey, that'll be perfect. That'll give me some. We got time. a countdown, folks. Yeah, okay. we're we're both uh, going to be crashing tonight on a uh, new game coming out. The division. Anybody on there? We're going to be on there. Midnight. Yeah. They'll, they'll let us start playing. We're nerds. We know. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, Caleb and I will be playing together probably on that. So yeah, um, I'm holding you count, but we have not played games, man. I mean, we no. talked we talked about playing Madden, but that yeah, kind of fell true. through. And so if if you don't connect on tonight, I'm I'm gonna be sorely disappointed. <laughs> That's right. It's it actually goes into effect at midnight. Yeah. Right? Yep, at midnight. So I'm ready. I know you have a little bit of downloading to do, but it's gonna probably be like five, maybe ten minutes before I get on there. So with that being said, we need to cut this off. We need to go, yeah. man. We got yeah. We got games. We got to play. things Yeah, we got things to do, man. Yeah, the we're night young. Yeah, we're always busy at midnight on monday evening so all right well well hey like we said we thank you for tuning in we hope you enjoyed this episode and we always appreciate the michigan fans we hope you all have a good week uh we hope to hear from you soon and as always go blue go blue